friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And uh, Penny, we just had St. Patrick's Day. Mm, and we did. I, I really, uh, I love Irish culture. They're a very spiritual and superstitious people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, I think a lot of us, when we think of Irish folklore, we think of, especially like around St. Pat's, we're thinking about leprechauns, right? However, however, there are lots of monsters and creatures in Irish folklore. And one in particular that has always been really interesting to me is the Banshee. And so today we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, her history and where she comes from and why why she be screaming all day (laughs) yeah she be she be yelling she be yelling yeah (laughs) one thing we know about the banshee for sure she she's gonna be yelling yep uh so there are lots of representations of banshees in pop culture now um Mm -hmm. some specifically that come to mind to me are like i know on teen wolf there's a whole i actually don't watch teen wolf but i am familiar with the fact that there's a whole storyline revolving around banshees um and there's comic book characters that are are banshee that have a a a big ah um big ah a big ah there's lots of horror movies that feature kind of like um scary banshees but yes. as a do, do you have any specific banshees that come to mind at all oh i feel like i'm think i'm picturing like a scooby-doo banshee yeah i think you're right i think there was I, I, one that's what immediately what came to mind when no you i absolutely i think you're right i didn't yeah. even think of that but i i absolutely think you're correct yeah, um, I would say I'm I'm definitely most familiar um, with them being being treated as like a a horror figure, right? So, but originally they are not an evil or scary um, spirit. In fact, they're not really a, a spirit at all. Oh. So, going back as far as the eighth century in Ireland, uh, the word banshee actually comes from <laughs> the etymology is banshee, which mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> pretty simple there but um the meaning translates to fairy woman or woman of the other world Ooh. um there's actually there's a lot of this was really interesting to kind of look back at because of course you know different scholars and people from different backgrounds religiously and places and things um tra- have translated this word a variety of ways um from <laughs> the woman of the hills to woman of peace to lady of death to angel of death much more uh anglo-saxon christian (laughs) interpretation uh the white lady of sorrow the nymph of the air or the spirit of the air Uh, so she can be many many things uh, but by irish etymology their culture uh she is a fae or fairy creature rather than a a spirit all right and uh which also to me just makes her like cute <laughs> i'm like See, oh. i was gonna say fae, fae can be scary well the fae yeah you don't want to mess with the fae. that's true that's true um 
But there is a, much like a lot of different interpretations of the name Banshee, there are a lot of debates about what the Banshee is and what she looks like. Um, she is either depicted as a maiden of sorts or a crone, depending on who you ask. Um, sometimes she is a fair, kind of like virginal young woman with like all white or sometimes in a green cloak with long red hair um, and a gaunt kind of hollow face. Um, and in some of these interpretations, she is like otherworldly tall, like very big, big lady. <laughs> nice. Uh, but then other times she is a fairy. So she's very small. And this interpretation is often uh, paired with her being kind of an elderly woman, being kind of hunched and tiny and being, uh, dressed in all black and having white crazy hair yeah uh, I, I feel like i i think when i if i close my eyes and i'm like what's a banshee i think of like an old lady with a bunch of crazy white hair and fun fact and we'll get into that there's a reason that you think that mm. uh but one thing that we can all agree upon in all these studies is that banshee is always a female figure she's always a woman and she is seen as a marker of death to come um, and while that might sound like a bad thing um, it was not necessarily culturally viewed as such always so hmm. uh, one explanation kind of as to the the variety in her appearance could actually be that there are different banshees and different types of banshee um, and something i learned through this is that they were specifically associated with specific families so the presence of a banshee was directly correlated to nobility to gaelic nobility and, and families who had ancestral heritage in mm -hmm. the land of ireland um so families would have like their own personal banshee <laughs> um and Bougie. some of them like, yeah, you can get your own banshee. That's how you know you've made it. Yes. Um, but a lot of them would have, I mean, you know, their their banshee would have like her own name. Um, and they were really associated with families who had surnames with O or Mick slash Mac names, um, because that surname is like son of, like O'Brien yeah. is son of Brian, you know? Um, and so that would denote that those families had ancestral history on those lands um and that be being said stories of banshees showing up kind of started to disappear in the 16th and 17th centuries and this is kind of believed to be because at that point the british started taking over irish lands and taking ancestral lands from irish families and while the banshees were associated with that specific land the british people living there didn't have any ancestral claim and therefore like you don't get a banshee because you're not mm -hmm. irish yeah. um there are a few specific banshees that are referenced in writing uh, writer thomas crafton crocker referred to the bun bunworth banshee 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is this is um this is mount all over again from the yep. Mount Everest episode. I'm saying banshee to me, Miss Banshee. That's <laughs> Bunworth Banshee uh, and the McCarthy Banshee were two specifics that were noted in uh, his writing his book Irish folklore. 
And in both stories, uh, these banshees were present um, to denote the passing or the about to pass of uh, the male heir of the family and that their deaths were preceded by wailing and clapping from the banshee, which (laughs) (laughs) I know that like clapping in his means like more of a knocking or a rapping. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I'm just, I'm just picturing her like, yes, you did it. Death. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so again, we can all agree her appearance is a warning of death. Um, but why the screaming? Why the moaning? Uh, we, I think most people, when they think Banshee, they think of the band. Like, or I, I even, I mean, I don't know if you had this, but growing up, I would hear people say like, oh, she was like screaming like a Banshee. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's familiar. like kind of a an association for sure. And this comes from a historical funeral practice. Uh, much like a lot of Asian cultures have funeral wailing as, a, mm-hmm. as an expression of mourning and grief. Uh, Irish culture has a similar practice, but it specifically revolves around women and they were central to the practice. Um, It all kind of stems back to a Celtic battle goddess who um, was, I'm going to, I hope I say this right. Katabadva was her name. And her presence was to signify the death of like a prominent warrior on a battlefield and she would do that by letting out like a loud wail or cry Mm. and that's how you knew someone was about to die um so this kind of ends up translating into this practice called keening and keening in irish funeral culture was a loud and like rhythmic performative crying Mm -hmm. um, specifically performed by professionals. Um, these keening women were an integral part of the passing of a spirit. It was believed that they were part of the, you know, pa- they helped the spirit pass from this world into the other world and that they were necessary for the the soul to pass on. Um, they were really respected and like hired professionals that would come into your home and lead the mourners through grief by leading in very loud crying and mm-hmm. singing also. And like a, like a funeral choir master. Yeah. Yeah. The, the director of the, the yes. funeral crying. Like we're all um, in a whale now. <laughs> three, two, one. Uh, so, and interestingly, sometimes banshees are also called Bon Queensha. Gaelic is so, hard i I looked up i had to look up like really broken down pronunciations of some of these words because i was like what does that say uh but that translates to keening woman um and this is kind of where we get into uh the idea the appearances of a banshee so because keening women professionally were seen as such a necessary part of the passing process they were kind of given a lot of leeway where social norms were concerned and they were seen as kind of these uh, almost supernatural beings even though they were human women like they were seen as kind of having one foot in the other world versus here and so they kind of lived outside society they would like be traveling barefoot through fields in the countryside and they would wear like tattered 
crazy clothes and their hair would be all like wild and not combed. And this was actually part of the practice almost because the appearance like solidified their connection to the otherworldly. Like they were, they looked like they were not of this, you know, (laughs) construct. Uh, So now, you know, on days where I'm just like not feeling it, I'm just going to be like, I'm actually otherworldly. Yes. Um I'm feeling feeling otherworldly today. <laughs> I'm like I feel like I want to re- read a novel about <laughs> the yeah. lives of, of keening women. I wonder I'm sure that exists somewhere. Probably I'll have to Google yeah. it. Uh even like I would love I, I want a I want a fantasy novel about a, a yeah. Yes. Um but yeah, the very giving woods witch, like very crazy right? w- like hell yeah girl. running through the woods i, I also yeah. kept i kept picturing elizabeth bennett for some reason <laughs> Mud yeah. up her like running through the countryside um but yeah i mean like like i mentioned earlier you'll you'll note that that appearance is very much what we would think of when thinking of a banshee uh mm-hmm. as a spirit is that kind of crazed wild floating through a field big hair um and it's sometimes believed that a banshee is the spirit of a woman who didn't fully carry out her keening duties in life and therefore is like doomed to do it. Oh, yeah. Forced to keen forever. Forced to keen. But again, could could be, could not be. There's a lot of theories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did read a really interesting account of an Irish woman who kind of talked about her family's interpretation they apparently her family had their very own banshee and they uh her family the the story was basically that the because also sometimes people say that they hear the banshee singing um which again was part of the keening practice Mm -hmm. so could absolutely be part of it um but this woman said that her family told her the banshee sings with the voice of the music of the angels but only to the person who's about to die so to other people it sounds like a scream and then when the banshee appears to the person who's about to die she's like the the young maiden she's beautiful she has all the like pretty hair uh but to the people who are not about to die who that she's more of a warning to that she's the like tangled mess crazy leaves and twigs you know scary face um and that i thought that was really interesting because it kind of again the idea of the banshee is not necessarily scary inherently and so i did like this that she's almost a comforting presence to those about to go and so even though she is like a warning she's also like it's gonna be okay i'm gonna help you through it yeah you know she's a guide um which is yeah kind of very very fairy of her (laughs) Mm um there's also a lot of references to her being seen combing her hair um which that i couldn't find a lot of information about why that like specifically would be important um but the 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 hair was a big deal (laughs) (laughs) uh like a lot of this stuff and so i i don't know i think maybe just like 
because that like it's such an inherently kind of feminine yeah. you know practice or so I don't know but I, I think that it's very cool that women are so like tied in to the, the the Irish death practices and that they were seen as kind of this help for passage yeah I, mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's actual connections but it just makes me think of like midwives and kind of yeah sort of like, like they're there to help with the beginning of the life yeah and like also you know pe- women who historically have kind of lived outside of social norms and sort of the mm-hmm. idea of being like this kind of guide of life and then you also have kind of like this keening woman or potentially a banshee who's like your guide into death yeah that's a yeah that's a really good parallel <laughs> there was also i think it was a uh, scottish <laughs> the banshee the name I, I don't think i forgot to write it down but it literally like translates to like little washerwoman <laughs> <laughs> and there's all these accounts of like the midnight washerwomen or like the little the little washerwomen and oh, they I would um and it, but it it was directly correlated to the idea of the death shroud Mm-hmm. and that they were like washing the death shroud um and uh, but i just love the idea of like a tiny little right. woman with her little washboard being like you're gonna die up there i'm time, time uh, to go that's i don't know i feel like that's such a good um kind of like representation of like the mundanity of death and just mm-hmm. like you kind of say like you know it's it's something that comes for us all so it's kind of like yep this is an every this is just a thing just like washing your clothes one day you're gonna die death taxes and little washerwomen yep little washerwomen <laughs> maybe the little washerwoman can help me do my taxes too no please please washerwoman it's that time of year <laughs> <laughs> uh so kind of uh as I like to always kind of look into, uh, what could this actually be if yeah. it's if it's not you know spiritual realm? And I, I didn't touch too much on this, but of course, also there's you know the whole aspect that these uh, there there was one gentleman who had a, a kind of a study about this that I read uh, talking about how there's some people who believe that the like banshee and all these other creatures were like ancient pagan irish gods who were driven out by the rise of christianity and then (laughs) i thought i don't know this made me giggle like literally became smaller and smaller because less and less people (laughs) believed in them Mm -hmm. and so then they became like fairies (laughs) like they became (laughs) they became the fae because they were like old big gods and now they're tiny fae um and uh, so there, you know, because this is not like a ghost, I would say it is not um, our place to say whether or not it exists yeah. because I am not culturally Irish or pagan. So I don't know, mm-hmm. um, you know, but if it were to be, quote, explained in a like highly rational way, um, a lot of people believe that this could be the screech of a barn owl. Um, they are like. I don't know if they're technically like endangered in Ireland now, but they, they, they don't, there's not very many in Ireland yeah. these days, but way back when there were a lot and that would almost kind of as well tie into, you know, several centuries later, we stopped hearing about banshees uh, maybe as the population of these owls decreased in that area, 
we're hearing less and less shrieks and therefore the banshee rumors kind of fade into mm-hmm. nothingness um yeah. but owls it, it do would sound pretty spooky they, they do be yelling they do be um, they, owls also be yelling so <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah and you know they're they're nocturnal the the screams would mm-hmm. likely be at night um banshees pretty exclusively are seen at night they're not uh not daytime shriekers. <laughs> not not daytime ladies. <laughs> yeah, they are not more people. Um, and so it is possible that maybe somebody heard the shriek of an owl preceding the death of a family member. And that this kind of became like, oh, that it's the, the, the keening shrieks of the, the other world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I... yeah i know (laughs) i totally (laughs) lost my train of thought just then but (laughs) i do uh i don't know i like i like to believe in folklore oh and that also wouldn't explain the many many accounts of uh very very specifically people say like there's there's multiple people who like wrote about it in firsthand experience and that like the woman would come and press her face up against the window like they would pull back the curtains and there was a lady with her face pressed up against the window and she would scream um so that definitely isn't an owl (laughs) no probably most likely not um so who, who knows i uh, I wish this is one of the the few times I wish I could get haunted question mark I don't know if it's a haunting but I would love to see a banshee I think this sounds cool uh, <laughs> it seems I will like a say, very a, it's a useful it's a useful um kind of offering to the world to be like hey watch out this guy's yeah. about to die yeah gets everybody prepped um as a not necessarily related to uh this like the the history specifically um the reason i initially kind of got interested in this there's actually a a local band to kansas city the elders who have that the the family is irish and Mm. they have like i mean they and and not like how white people are like i'm irish (laughs) like like they are from ireland they immigrated to the united (laughs) states from ireland um and one of the members, uh, he has done some solo work and he wrote a song about his father's passing and about how he like, uh, it, it, it's about the, the Banshee legend and like how that he correlates that with like his father's death. And uh, it's a really haunting, like beautiful song. And they use the electric guitar to like emulate the, the sound of the Banshee wailing and it's really, really cool. So that musical piece like changed my brain chemistry forever and got me very interested in this this legend. So check check out Kian Byrne, uh, great great musician. Uh, and and I, I huh? didn't. Oh, sorry, you may be about no. to say this. <laughs> no, go. I'm not. <laughs> oh, there, there's a a movie, a, a banshee. I don't know if it's about banshees, banshee, but there's a movie the with banshee, banshee in the title sh- that was up for Oscars. Yeah, banshee it? is it in a shire? Banshees, yeah, in a shrine, or yeah, in <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it has probably something to do with 
uh, a story about a death or something. I, I actually yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm it. guessing it's not like a literal banshee, but I was just like, oh, hey. <laughs> it, it's been, yeah, it's been in the news. <laughs> it's been in the news. <laughs> well, and that's uh, the Surfer Jets, the uh, band I really like, an all-lady surf rock band, can't recommend enough. Plus, their name is the Surfer Jets, which is so funny. Yeah, very um, good. They're like Halloween single they released last year is called the Banshee Bop. And it's also like a very cool, um, again, using guitars to kind of mimic that like shrieking sound. So uh, check. I, I'm just plugging musicians now because hey. I think <laughs> I, I, I assume if you're listening to this podcast that you would think music about Banshees is also cool. Uh, based on a quick Google, the movie is also about a musician. So there you go. Well, here we are. I guess also though, again, they they were banshees are associated with singing too, so maybe there's kind of a tie there uh into like why they would be kind of also associated with music and musicians and a lot of music yeah. about them. But anyway, that's all. Uh, <laughs> I that's that's all folks uh i'm i was excited to get to chat about this i hope that it was interesting to you if you are a person of direct irish descent and you have uh, a story about your own family banshee i would be fascinated to hear more uh if not then i guess you're british sorry about you (laughs) you don't you don't get a banshee don't get one none for you uh, if you are enjoying listening to this podcast, we really appreciate it. If you consider leaving us a rating or a review wherever you listen to us, that really helps us find new listeners and know what kind of topics you like hearing about. And we do like to read those reviews here on the show. And I believe Penny's got one for us today. I do. Uh, this five-star review comes from Remy Rat and is titled <laughs> Dead Dedicated Listener. Like, but like being dead. <laughs> um, as a horror spooky things enthusiast, sometimes it feels like I see the same themes and stories over and over, but Ghoul's Night Inn always manages to find new and interesting topics for me to learn about. Not to mention, listening in feels like I'm hanging out with a few ghoul friends. Five stars. Thank Ooh, you, friend. Thank you, Remy. And that, I mean, that means you and I only each get two and a half stars today instead of five, but uh, uh, I guess fine. we can, I that's guess we can today. share if we have to. <laughs> we'll share stars. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to see more from us, you can follow our podcast over on Instagram at ghouls night in pod. And if you're looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And that's all for today. Until next time. Good. Good.